Hey guys, welcome to Content Candy's new, new show. It's kind of an old show. It's uh, Cinema Bias with myself, Video Drew, and Alex Mack. Please enjoy. Check us out wherever you can find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, what have you. Like and rate and leave a review. That's like a thing you can do on podcasts. And make sure to also check out patreon.com backslash video drew to find out ways that you can support this channel, which is growing. Okay, end of thing. Girl, and let me tell you, this mm-hmm. one time, and there was mm-hmm. like some like uh, steampunk stuff, and there was a fight between Superman and Daredevil, and then suddenly Mr. Shakespeare himself came up with a little mm-hmm. bit. And he, and had he had the mustache. He had the mustache. Yeah, he was like it was awesome. Little, like Marie Antoinette moment right here on him. Ask me if me and Nerconic were like, is Alex going to have some thoughts about that scene? <laughs> Any guys? Hi, welcome to Cinema Bias. We have a very special show, very special guest. We're gonna introduce you to them right after this little intro video. a fun game about whether I can put my eyeliner on in 30 seconds of that intro video. If you How are did, you, Alex? you should deserve a you deserve a medal. That's what you deserve. I think, I think so. Straight up talent right there. You know, girl, we're, we're kind of matching today. We both have like our eyeliner on. We both are wearing mm-hmm. stripes. It's pretty impressive considering I'm clashing with my own uh, couch. So that's amazing that we are matching. We are. We both have our pets surrounding us. Our, both of our pets are probably going to be seeking attention. My cat is meowing in the background. Okay. I don't know if you can hear it. But guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We have an amazing guest. We are talking about an amazing movie. And oh my gosh, a lot of stuff to go down. All right. And Drew, mm-hmm. we're going to be uh, talking about a big movie. Can you tell me what movie we're going to be covering today? I can't do that much. Uh, we're going to cover Stardust. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. Sorry. The other one came. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be covering Stardust, Neil Gaiman's Stardust, which uh, is a pretty important, relevant fact to this. Neil Gaiman is one of my favorite authors. Um, fun interview. He was he was actually a very fun person to interview one time. Um, he kept telling me to finish my porridge because we were getting breakfast for this thing. And I remember, just remember him like being very Snape-like. Like, you know, he was sort of like, do this, don't do that. And like this very British way that I found very cool. Um, How Slytherin of him. I approve. He was very Slytherin for him to tell me to finish my porridge and not cross at a red light. But Alex, you managed to land us an amazing guest for this episode. I'm so excited because um, our guest, 
Her name is uh, Kyun Kim. For, please forgive me if I'm butchering it. Um, but she's pretty fantastic. She's on a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, she's an actress out in L.A. And she plays new media on my favorite show of all time. She plays new media on American Gods, a TV show that's produced based off the uh, American Gods uh, book. So I'm pretty ecstatic about that. But she's also on a whole bunch of stuff. She's in a handful of TV shows and comedies like Mr. Mayor that is actually out right now. She's also been and a handful of other films. She's in this uh, really cool in Korean indie movie called Spawn Night, which is really great, like a really great drama. So definitely check it out if you have the chance. But guys, let me go ahead and bring her on. Her name is Kayun Kim. All around badass lady. Hi. <laughs> hey. Now, wait. Hello. So, Kai, yeah. you play new media in, in American Gods. That was what my major was going to be when I went to the new school, but I ended up not going there. But I really <laughs> did want to man major in new media, specifically like uh, comic book uh, transitional media. So like how comic books are made in the movies and storyboarding and all this stuff. Oh uh, now this is like a new character, I think in the in, in the series, right? Like uh, I'm I'm just I'm not gonna make this an American Gods show, but <laughs> no, we could. Yeah. We definitely could. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on. We are so excited. Um, and I mean, as someone that's uh, been in a in a show that's based off of a Neil Gaiman property, to watch this movie that's another Gaiman property, Stardust, and have it being a first time watch for you, yeah, must have been kind of interesting for an actress, right? Yes, it was amazing. I mean, you know, Neil is such an amazing writer. I love a lot of his work, so. American Gods, like Good Omens. And I mm -hmm. honestly, to be honest, I didn't know about Stardust at all. So it was exciting to watch it. Yeah. This was also my <laughs> first time with Stardust. I, I, what did I say about it last week, Alex? I was like, is this the one with, uh, I compared it to something, because basically all I knew was that the Robert De Niro part. So I like had a really messed yeah. up idea about what this movie was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, when you, it's very hard to describe this movie. Is it steampunk? Is it in the past? Is it in the future? Is it adventure? Is it a romance? It's yes to all those things. Well, <laughs> it somehow it. You know? magically makes sense in this movie. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of well-known, now well-known actors that are in this movie. It was made at a time, it was considered a box office film you're a huge box office, sorry, box office bomb in 2007. And it was, yeah. Um, but no one expected this movie to do well. But before we kind of dive into that a little bit, Kai, tell us, what was your bias going into this movie? Why didn't you see this movie up until we asked you? Okay. okay. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> I know. God. Um, <laughs> People are going to hate me for saying this. No. Um, I do not like to watch movies that are a little dated more than like made like five years ago. No, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I know as an actor, that's so terrible. Um, but like, it just, I, it's not that I don't like to watch it. It just has to put me in a certain, I have to be in a certain mood to watch it. Okay. Like yes. I like instant pleasure. That's what I strive for. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so, it's like when it, it takes place like in a past, it's sort of like a pager past. Oh, sweetie. It takes place in a, like an area where there's like pager cell phones or like the, the tech is like not quite where we are and it just takes you out of the moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, yes. So I guess that was definitely my bias. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I guess it, well, I also haven't heard about it. So that's just mm -hmm. like, not, that's not why I didn't watch it. It's just like, I've never heard of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's 2007. I'm trying to think if I was actually in the States or not. I'm trying oh. to think like, is it count as a bias like to never having heard of a movie? I actually like that as like a new bias that we're gonna have that's, for that's My bias is like, bias. I've never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. I've what never kind of movies do you like in general? Like what kind of movies do you go see in theaters or that like compel you? Um, I love like horror thriller. Like that's my kind of instant. Are we all into it? Are we all into it? That's my jam. That's my jam. That's that's like kind of like my Netflix. I guess chill. Like mm -hmm. I love like murder documentaries. Like mm -hmm. I love you know I I know Speaking my language. Oh God, I'm so obsessed with it. And I also have to say I'm kind of I'm definitely more into TV shows than movies. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also because part of it like right now the industry like. TV shows are made like movies. They're just yep. longer and the story's more intense, you know, and so they yeah. can stretch it out longer. So, I mean, I've always believed in that. I was, when I was the uh, editor over at the New York Observer, I was, I made myself editor, entertainment editor, but I was also the TV section editor because, like, mm -hmm. that's what I was just really into. Like, television was, is going through this amazing thing right now. And mm -hmm. because of COVID, I feel like the lines have become so much blurrier, even about what a movie 100%. is, right? 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we're, like you said, we're kind of, well, we are going through definitely an interesting time in terms of uh, television where the lines between movie and television has 100% being blurred, obviously, as we speak between streaming services and everything. Um, but this movie, like you mentioned, when this movie hit theaters, it bombed and it bombed hard. It was directed by Matthew Vaughn. Now we kind of associate him with... See. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it was a lot of big names uh, was uh, involved with this. Uh, Robert De Niro, he actually got involved in this movie because he regretted not playing Captain Barbosa. Oh, oh <laughs> I totally the Caribbean. he was offered totally the role and he turned it down and regretted it. Bro. Can you and he said in um in um promo promos and interviews saying that's the reason why he took on this role because he just wanted to play a fun pirate and he never got the chance wow. to play it until this. Now, Alex, no. we're gonna talk about that fun pirate in a second because while watching this movie, I had a thought of what's Alex gonna think about this fun pirate character? <laughs> Me and Nirvana <laughs> looked at each other and went, Alex is gonna have some thoughts about this. Uh so mm -hmm. it's really interesting to hear it. Now before we dive any more into the plot though we do want to play this game and there is no pressure because as we said we have done this game before and they would is i think me and alex have gotten as far as act one okay but here's the game all right 60 seconds on a clock we're going to have you tell us as much as you can the plot of the movie Stardust in as much as a little time as you can take. There's no winners, there's no losers. You're not going up against any of one. Totally, definitely it's, not criticize you at the very yeah. end. Oh my God. Oh wow. It has your storytelling skills and you will be graded. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's a good way to get started. I do want to mention, I forgot to mention this on the top of the show. Guys, Streamlabs is open. So streamlabs.com backslash video drew, or you could send in some super chats, any dollars. What, oh, I see what I did. I actually green screened it out. Uh, would be helpful to the show um, before we get started with this. Okay, awesome. We don't have the timer anymore. We don't have the timer on the clock. It's so I have to do it. I, I got a timer. I got, I got you got a timer. timer. We'll figure okay. it out. It's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm so into it. Okay. 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 Ready? So, don't worry about names. Just mm -hmm. plot a stardust. Okay. Fine. Okay. Ready? Set. Go. There's this guy who crosses the wall 
um, that you're not supposed to cross to. And then he has a baby with a woman, but then just leaves her. And then I guess the woman sends the baby, leaves it in front of his door. This baby is now grown up and a man, and he's in love with this girl named Victoria, right? I think, yes, mm -hmm. Victoria. And then he's trying to get a star for her so she can, he can marry her or, uh, you know, fall in love. Um, and then, and then, then, oh my God, pressure. And then um, he, he has a star fallen because of this candle he wishes, but then this girl is the star. And then they go through all this stuff. Captain, oh, oh my God, meets the captain, and then ended up end up falling in love together. And they're they happily live together after. And there's witches and ghosts. You're like, you know what? Can I be honest? That was better than me or Alex would have done. Really? Yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. It was pretty on point. Can I tell you something about the end of that movie? I'm glad you got to the end of that movie. Mention the end of it because ask me if I was like this movie caught me by surprise. I was like doing my stuff, doing my thing, doing my nails, and then suddenly the end of this movie happens, and I just start bawling. And I don't know if it's because I'm having a day or like, oh. but I start crying hysterically over the end of the, the the concept of the end of this movie, which we will get to. Um, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. Alex, what do you think? What do we want to dive into first when we talk? Well, about there's. Uh, I, I think honestly, the overall story is pretty on point. However, you did miss two key aspects of the story and that is michelle feifel's character Feifel. as bad yeah tomato tomato character <laughs> as badass ancient witch that's like a millennia old coming out because she also is after that star heart yes. of star to eat it oh sorry we just got a comment here sorry that over talked it uh let me read the comment real quick oh where'd it go Let's see. Oh, guys, I should get in a second. Sorry about that. Did not get the comment. I will look it up. Go ahead. Sorry, Wes. <laughs> there was um, there was that. Um, but also we can't forget the the brothers that are also after specifically Septimus also going after the heart, not the heart of the star. They're going after the necklace that the heart that the star is wearing. Evane's character because uh, all the brothers are like, well, the per well the person that holds gets the star, not star, but the the. Jewel essentially is the king of the kingdom. Here, if you haven't seen this yet, Amber, I think Amber in the comments has not seen it yet. I'll break it down real quick. There is a star that's a human now, and then there's a the uh, rock that's that hit the star and threw it out of the sky. And there's the witch is after the star, and then the 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 princes are after the rock. But apparently, if you take the rock and combine it with the star, then you live forever and also are king. Exactly that. There, there's a lot of component. And there's, there's a lot going on there. A lot. I, I, was, I kept pausing the movie and going, "Am I supposed to understand like the lore? Is there like some backstory here that I don't get? Because they kind of just go real quick well, through like what the thing is." Well, that's what I was, I was kind of wanting to mention about this is that there. This is a movie that it feels like a very grandiose film. There's a lot going on, but the thing is, I feel like in spite of how big these stories and how many different. Uh, smaller character journeys there are, it actually surprisingly flows very well. You understand the reasons behind all the characters. You see, you get enough back history of everyone and what their overall goal is. 
and somehow miraculously flows very well. But overall, Drew, we didn't get to we didn't get to it. I want to know what your bias is, girl. Oh, oh I mean, I actually have a question for Kai. Do you think oh. this would make a good? Do you think this would make a good TV show? Because that was my thought watching this was I would watch this the hell out of this TV show. I think it actually will. I think because there's mm -hmm. so many stories like the witches. Mm -hmm. the, 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 mm -hmm. I was really intrigued by those brothers and the ghosts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice every single time someone came on screen, I well, I had to do the thing where I was like, oh, I know I'm from something, especially because so many of them were like British actors. Like yeah, British yeah, yeah. The, the 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 prince that gets murdered by because the prince just the princes just keep murdering each other because the <laughs> king king decides to go Peter out in a very O'Toole. weird manner. It's Peter O'Toole. Oh, Rupert, what's his face? Rupert oh, Everett is in it for like two Everett. seconds. <laughs> by the way, I went. Is that Dermot Mulroney? And then I went. No, it's the other guy from my best friend's wedding. Uh, Dil it's a, it's not Dylan McDermott. It's not Dermot Mulroney. It was Rupert Everett. Um, the king decides to kill himself by taking off the necklace and throwing it out the window. Where it hits the star, but like that's a weird way to decide to like go because apparently he's supposed to be this very ruthless king that killed all his brothers to like mm -hmm. win the crown, and then he decides that he's gonna have his sons. Hey, girls, his his sons like fight over the right for the kingdom by killing himself and just like having them fight for the rock. Uh, his, and then they also one of his sons murder his other son right in front of him. Like yeah, literally. he's like really happy when his sons murder each other, but then is willing to like instead of having waiting for his sons to kill him, which I guess is the vibe. He's like, nah, like I'm just gonna send you guys off on a treasure hunt for this thing, and I will die the moment it's taken off of me. It's just so weird. It's a weird. Moment. He also favored his only daughter, Una. Yep. Just yeah. Sam, who had the son. <laughs> like well, we don't find that out till later that, that that you know that his mom, who we meet in the beginning as like the world's weirdest flower salesman, uh, oh. is technically just under a spell from this other witch because the witch community is like very big in this again this is like stuff that i feel like in the book is very like well paced out and like explained it's not okay never mind not really it says it's very minimal it's very there's not much going on i mean oh. it's it, there's a lot left to the your imagination um over i feel like uh actually the movie expands on the witch's characters so much because um because um in the books her character is very small she doesn't come up she comes up more at the more the very beginning and also the very end but there, you don't see her going on this journey uh, at the end or anything like that like that Wait, when you say the witch do you mean michelle, michelle Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer. okay cool yeah yeah you that there's none of that in the book um and you don't really get her point of view as much you don't really see the reasons why she or the this in the past did she yeah. get you did she get you because when she was like i don't want to live anymore there's one part where like everything's at the end and like yeah. That like uh, so her sisters get killed and she's been kind of a bitch to her sisters. But then um, when her sister and she looks around and sees that her sisters die, she has a star on the table and she could cut her open and eat her. And she goes, "No, I don't even want you anymore. Like, what's the point of being alive? What's youth or beauty when I don't have the people I love around me?" And you're like, "Oh shit!" Like that character just went through some major development. And then they're about to leave and she's like, "Nah, just kidding, psych." <laughs> like, yes, really I good. <laughs> the thing is, they expanded her character. Because Michelle Pfeiffer signed on. Oh, that makes sense. And Michelle Pfeiffer was like, I just want to be a badass witch. 
fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, who wouldn't want to do that? I mean, that just sounds I mean, awesome. Like, and just make it like, where she looks in the mirror, she's like, mm. <laughs> and you're like, yes. I just yes. thought that maybe Gwyneth, Gwyneth would have played this role because at the end they play a Coldplay song. And I was like, that feels like it was supposed to be for Gwyneth Paltrow being in the movie, oh. but we couldn't find any evidence of that. And Gwyneth oh. Paltrow, I can't tell. Like, she's around the same age, I guess, as between a Claire Danes and Michelle Pfeiffer, you get a Gwyneth, I guess. Then it's irrelevant. But did you find did you find any similarities, uh, like while watching this movie, to like stuff that goes on in in um, in American Gods or any of Neil Gaiman stuff? Oh my God. Um, you know, I, I mean, I was telling it. Yeah. When I, when I was telling you guys, uh, good. When, like there's certain like little hints of Neil Gaiman, like when they said good omens mm -hmm. and there's this, Oh my God. I don't know if it has anything to do with like anything, but there was this one part, some guy's name was Mr. Monday. And I was yes. like, yes. Is that a, is that a, is that a, I, I was like, mm, is that a little, do we love the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing? Yeah, well, the Wednesday is always like okay, right? So this could exist yeah. in that world. Like, yeah. I love that, and I love, I love. I don't know what the term if there's like a term for it, but like when people do that, like intertextual stuff where they combine their works and like little characters from one thing will pop up in like another thing by the same person. Yeah, I they have this um really cool thing. I I don't know where. I think I actually saw a little like. Somebody in Korea tweeted me this when they were, I guess it was a fan of Neil's. He he was a fan or she or they were a fan of Neil's. And nice. um, and they were um, saying that in one part of Good Omens, they were reading American God's book. That's crazy. So like, like in the bars. world where they're, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. So like in a world where angels and demons exist, they can still read the works of Neil Gaiman about yes. like angels and demons yes. and that's crazy. I thought that was so epic. I was like, that is very, very cool and dorky of me, but I loved it. I love well, that. I, that. I mean, that's something really amazing about Neil Gaiman's work is that he is this, um, the, the story itself is really cool and all, but I mean, it's more about the world that envelops these stories and yeah. these characters that are so neat. Like, yeah. like, yeah, I just makes like, brain like race. Like when I watch <laughs> Stardust, my brain just starts going, clicking into overtime and going, okay, but like, what would the world look like from this person's perspective? Or like, what yeah. would it be like to be like a, like a weird Ricky Gervais chicken? Oh my God. Yeah. Ricky Gervais <laughs> just slays with like five lines. He just shows up, says like five things yeah, and then the most yeah. amazing things you've ever heard. It's, it's, like, it's almost like they, um, Matthew Vaughn and Robert De Niro or something, they just made a few calls and they were like, yo, friends, want to come hang out on set for a day? It kind of feels like that must have been like for a handful of actors because there's so many actors that are of note in this okay. um, that are just casually hanging out behind the scenes. But I do also kind of want to talk about a little bit about um, – the, uh, by extension, the production, the costumes and everything, because this is definitely a world where oh, yeah. obviously it's so cool, it's so huge, but it's very hard to pinpoint when, where it is, yeah. <laughs> because it's kind of steampunky, we know it's in the past, but do we? It's, I mean, it definitely is in the past, because go to... When they live in England, it's like old timey. So it's definitely in the past. It's like they don't have cell phones or anything. It's like also they say, like olden days. They also say something about traveling and like yes, that's right. 
Right, right. Yeah, the guy can only go as far as this far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that kind of makes it seem older. I think, and there's a unicorn. I don't think unicorns date or time place anything. I just want to bring up the fact that this movie does have a unicorn. So if you are a 13-year-old girl, this movie is going to be for you. Um, there are also unicorns in, can't, can't forget, also in Good Omen. Remember that scene where it's like, oh, unicorn? It's like, oh, the unicorn ran off. Oh, at least they have one unicorn left. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't remember. It was in the arc scene where. Um, oh, yeah, the arc. The arc when he's when no one <laughs> the arc. Yeah, I forgot about that. What up, Jake Yacoveta? What's up? Uh, so no, no, we're living in a time where Henry Cavill can have a mustache like um, this. Like, like think of Henry Cavill's Superman mustache, but then think with mm -hmm. worse. And that's like the era that we're talking. Uh, steampunky, steampunky. This. Hold on, I'm about to bring it up. Steampunky. This mm -hmm. guy. Hold on. When you say steampunky era, what does that mean? It means well, like steampunk. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. Oh well, it's. Um it's a turn of the century Victorian times with that yeah. kind of a tech, but a lot of the um, a lot of the technology is based off instead of off of electricity, it's based off of like in weird industrial mechanics. So it's, yeah, so it's like the idea that like that instead of magic, it's a universe where like it's yeah, magic can still exist, but it's like League, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or some things where it's like gears and steam power the universe. So like I like. So I there's a lot of Zeppelins, like it's almost like a, it's like a now time, like so we're in like the 2020s, whatever. But it would be like as if, like steam technology instead of like the internet or like instead have of you know, Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. Have you seen Howl's Moving Castle? No. Oh, Howl's Moving Castle. Yes, I have. Yeah. Wow. So like that. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. Remember where there's like airplanes and stuff, but it's not exactly yeah. the same thing where everything's everything's yeah. kind of TikToky. Um, but if it, you like this, you'd like steampunk. This is this guy is Mr. Steampunk. He looks like a steampunker. Uh, it's a like whole aesthetic. It's a whole vibe. It's a Comic-Con thing. Yeah. Oh my god. They capture big things like lightning bolts. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It is yeah. it is hot though, isn't it? It's like kind of a hot look, which is why we don't give steampunkers as much shit as probably they deserve to get for being nerds. Uh because it, it does look so good on some people to wear steampunk. So okay. it's the whole mood. So I think mostly when people talk about this being steampunk, what they are talking about specifically is the Robert De Niro uh character. Because that's like kind of what I knew about the movie too, which is that Robert mm -hmm. De Niro has a flying uh ship. Uh, it's a literal flying ship. Oh, I remember. I thought this movie was basically um, Hook. I thought it was like another version of the Peter Pan story because I knew there was a little boy in it. Oh. Or like, yeah. And I knew that there was a flying ship. I thought it was like a Captain Hook kind of thing that involved a witch. But um, no, instead, there's uh, Robert De Niro making some choices. Well, speaking of Robert De Niro making good choices. or That's Some choices. I said some choices. Um, I kind of want to know from you. Um, Kai, specifically, what were some of your favorite characters or storylines specific in the film? Because there was a lot going on at the same time, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I loved Ra Robert De Niro's character, Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. I mean, just somebody's name being Shakespeare just hits my theater. Mm -hmm. I just want to be friends with him. <laughs> what did you say? Sorry. I just want to be friends with him more than I know. He's just, I just loved, like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I loved that character. I thought it was a very fun character. And obviously, he's a fantastic actor. So, you know, um, I mean, the main guy, 
who mm-hmm. actor who I don't know. Charlie Cox. He's from Daredevil, but not very much else. I see. I see. Um, he he was very charming. I was like, mm-hmm. we're into yeah. it. <laughs> he was cute. He was very cute. I, I love the dad too. I love the dad too. I liked oh, him when he was gosh. young and he was played by that Westworld actor Ben yeah. Barnes. Yeah, he was hot. Um, I loved Mark Strong as the prince, as the like he was the prince who died, but like he he makes it to the end and he's sort of set up as a bad guy, but then he becomes a good guy kind of by the end, and then they reanimate his corpse and he gets the coolest fight sequence. I've ever seen probably in a movie. It seems like something that should be a pirates movie. Like it, it does have this element where like that final fight scene where he's a corpse, but he's being controlled by mm-hmm. the um, voodoo doll and it's just Mark strong. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so cool. And if you've seen, um, if you've seen Kingsman, which is also Matthew Vaughn, then you'll like understand like the whole Mark strong daddy vibe that I have currently. Yeah. Mark strong is also just, Let's be honest, y'all. He's just like, like yeah. This one also just like that Mandy Ball. Because I mean, like, I, I love American Gods and I love doing the show, but let's just make it Mark Strong podcast. Let's make this a Mark Strong cast, guys. Welcome to Strong Cast with uh, Drew and Alex. Let's, let's, let's make it the Daddy Cast. <laughs> we yeah. love the Daddy Cast. The daddy Cast. Yeah. Daddy Cast. We'll, la- we'll label yeah. daddies in various areas. <laughs> Oh my god, we could just rank daddies. Yes, guys. Sure. Sorry, we have a new show. At Kai, you're welcome to be a third co-host. And oh, we are please, podcast. I love it. I I was I was actually actually in a play called Daddy in New York. So Ooh, every time nice. you guys say Daddy, I'm like, mm, Daddy. <laughs> what what theater? I just um, it was a co-production between. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna get in so much flack for this. Um, it was at the signature, but it was a co-production oh. between two um, two theaters, uh, the Vineyard and the New Group. Sorry. Oh, that's cool. awesome! I mean, yeah. I miss, not to be like a nerd, but I like missed the New York theater scene so oh much. It's, it was. It's, I moved to LA about two days before everything shut down in the pandemic, and I was just supposed to be here for two weeks. But like, I got stuck out here. So now I live here. Um, but the last thing I did, the last night I was in New York, was go see Six on Broadway. Uh, how it was, was so, that? It was amazing. It was incredible. Six is the one about and uh, uh, the bull. Yeah, about all the Henry the Six. Yeah, uh, Henry the Fifth wives. wives. Yeah, the six it wives was, he had. Yeah, it was developed in Chicago, and I think it was in New York. Yeah, it's uh, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then before that, I just saw Beetlejuice. Uh, like on oh, a mat. Oh, I haven't seen that. I miss theater. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's almost like who? It's almost like you like you know big characters or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like New York City was its own character in the movie. You know? Okay, so going back to, um, going back to Stardust in particular, big characters, obviously Beetlejuice. I feel like that Beetlejuice can easily tie into the scene of a Stardust. Actually, now I think about it. Um, but Captain Shakespeare. What about um other any other characters or plot lines like you said that really kind of grabbed you? I, I mean, I did love. I love the idea of the brother ghosts being there. Yes, the in the background. Yeah, they have to live so, with each other. That's so. I mean, that is real juicy. I was so obsessed with that idea. I don't know why. Like I was. I oh, I love it. So cool. Have you seen American Horror Story? Like the first season. Like it's all those American Horror Story ideas of like after oh, you wow. die, you have to sit with the people yes. who killed you, and like yes, they have yes, to go yes. with you forever. Like oh, that's gosh. such a funny concept to me. It's like oh. oh, you're stuck in the afterlife. Now you're gonna be stuck with the people that like you murdered or who murdered you, and so you better like who you kill. 
because oh you're going to be God. put up for eternity. Well, it's funny you say that because I, I, it didn't so much tie it to the family. I just tied it to a specific, well, it is tied to the family, but it's more like tied to a specific event. Like I associate, like they, they ended up ascending essentially with all but one and going to heaven, all but the Septimus ended up going to hell. We can tell because there was a red light that went to hell and all the others were green and they yeah. ascended to heaven. But um, you well, can why see do they have to have a heaven and hell? Why can't it just be like their thing? Well, I mean, because it's, it's, it's mentioned, because it's not so much mentioned in the movie, but um, in the background, you can see all, uh, there's like six lights that ended up. Uh, I don't really know, but like, how do we know that that's like, like, did they have one God or is it like an American God situation? I, I, I have no clue, but they rose and one of them went down and it was red and the other one was red. Essentially. But uh, they ended down, up ascending. Just like yeah. in the Bible. Yeah, that's true. Um, but they ended up as, uh, ascending as a result of finally getting the person, the last, the last male heir, to get the stone, and therefore he ends up becoming king. Um, kind of makes me sad that Una was in consideration. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucked up, but we can't like we can't fight the patriarchy and Never. witches simultaneously. Do one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, because Una should have been queen, but whatever. Um, but that's the reason why. So it sounds like overall that kind of family dynamic in this weird murder family. This weird murder family, who then you're supposed to root for, because like, do I want them to be in control if their whole thing is like killing? You have to kill everyone else in the family, or is it just like good that this guy's an only child? I don't know. No. Hey. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we know of. There could be other children that we don't know about. I mean, that was a one night thing. He left the next day. It was in the movie. I would like to discuss that. I would like to discuss how, like, that was the most fucked up part of the movie. Oh my god! I literally, I was watching with um, two of my friends who were in this house and with me, and I was like, "Did he just sleep with her and left?" Yeah. Now I got the, the line is he slept with her. He or sorry, he, you just see him leave and he go. He hoped to have, to have put that day behind that night behind him forever. And you're like, he what? He just found out there's like a whole mystical world beyond the wall. He finds somebody. He sleeps with them, and then he just goes back over the wall and he goes, "I well, hope I put that behind me forever." World already at that point. He knew what a, what a weird guy. Yeah, that one night behind me forever. That one magical oh. night I had with a magical creature in a world where there are tiny little elephants that can fly. Like, even though my only character arc so far has been, I want to go over the wall. That, that's bonkers to me. Bonkers. It's it's a weird, it's a weird world overall. Um, okay, what about you, Drew? What was your favorite, one of your uh, favorite characters? Um, I've gone through so many already. I love Mark Strong. Like, I love to, like, I'm a, I'm a big strong head. What do we call ourselves now? What are we, the strong hive? I don't know. I'm just joking. I don't, we don't have a thing. The Mark Strong Collective. I could Google it, but I don't think we do. Um, I really loved, I, see, here's the thing. Watching the Robert De Niro part, I was like, is this going to be considered homophobic? Because he plays it like he's very, like, it's, it's a very uh, gender queer part. And it's very, like, he's playing it up in this very big way that like he's, he's it's almost like Dread Pirate Roberts in The Princess Bride where he's like one way in front of his crew. And then when he's not with his crew, he becomes like very effeminate. He wears women's clothing. He talks differently. And I was like, is this going to play well in 2020, 21 or whatever? Okay. But Eric, Eric Chronic pointed out that this role seems like it was written for Robin Williams. And like, yeah. I totally buy that. 
that that would have been like the kind of role that Robin Williams would have pulled off without it seeming as I think a little bit, a little bit, it just like reads a little bit clunky to me because Robert De Niro is just, he's not doing an accent when he's being the pirate version of himself. So he sticks out already because he's the only American voice you hear. And he's like, I'm Robert De Niro. I had the spaceship, you know, I got the, it's in the sky, <laughs> whatever, like talking to me. And then like, he goes behind the, you know, the curtain and he's like, hi, I'm, I'm just the regular guy. And it was, it kind of reads as weird because everyone else is British. But if it had been Robin Williams, I feel like he would have done it a little differently and would have had a British accent as the pirate and then been like the big flamboyant Robin Williams behind the... I don't know. I feel like I like Robert Nero's performance, but it comes off a little clunky in this. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate what it is, but I do think like well, talking about movies then. that seem a little bit dated, like this movie dated itself in that moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, and it it is interesting. Like I mean, if we're going there, yeah, I was like the reason. Another reason. Sometimes I have a hard time watching a little bit older movies. It mm -hmm. is a very white cast. <laughs> Not to be, you know, make it about that. Obviously, that's go ahead. But it is like, and when Robert De Niro was doing that, I mean, there is no specific line where in the movie, at least, that says he's, you know, uh, he's, yeah. In they have the, something near the end. The last thing the pirates say to him is like they find out about his secret and they're like, We've already known you are a something. And I forget what the word is. It's oh. like not Yeah. I think they say like I think they say the word like poof or something along those lines. It, it was not poofter, because that is a no. slur in, in British thing. There was like a it's like oh. but it was similar to poof. It was like tufter. Mm -hmm. like, hey, yeah. hey. I mean, I definitely was like, oh, like, you know, nowadays I feel like I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but if this was remade, they should probably give it to a queer actor if they're going to make uh, mm -hmm. a role like yeah. a certain way. If not, you know, then that would be a different choice, but that's something we may have to discuss. Well, see, what, what, there's something about it that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I really liked this idea that that there is this character he is in the process he is hiding from his crew his family essentially and in order to hide from himself for his reputation for his family history like he said a few times and um he creates this alter ego for himself and then he ends up being outed uh, not under his control obviously but his family pretty much were like yeah we already knew we're just do whatever you want, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. I kind of wish instead of being, if continuing them being like, yeah, yeah kind of mm -hmm. wanting him to fake it, I kind of wish they would be like, yeah, you're totally, go ahead and do whatever the fuck you want. We love you. You're still our yeah. captain at the end of the day. Um, I kind of wish they would have been like, hey, we'll defend you. Yeah. The, the, the messaging was good. The messaging was a positive message, but it was done in a very clunky way. And by the way, like you can't like fault a movie. I feel like because movies are of their time period, so like exactly. you can't fault this movie for wanting to have a good message, but doing it in a way that like was funny at the time, but isn't funny now. Yeah. But I had the same thought of being like, can they just like get Dan Le Levi or like you know Dan Levy to do this, or like can they get like a just like a like a queer actor to do this role? Because yeah. it means like really specifically because it's Robert De Niro. So when he's not act, what comes off is like he's not acting when he shows up as the pirate. He's like, what's up? Like I'm I'm just got a ship. It floats in the sky. What up? Yeah. And then like he goes behind the door and suddenly he's like thespian Robert De Niro. 
and I did not say lesbian, I said thespian. Like he's like the actor version of Robert Nero where he's like putting on makeup and like doing like, doing a role. It's, it's definitely a very different vibe. I, 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 I like I, I again, it, it's very out of character for Robert De Niro to take on a, a role like this. And he's usually asked to do these very stoic roles where he's like, where he's involved in crime somehow. <laughs> Something along those lines, or he's he's the parent that you have to meet. It's just in some of them, or a bad grandpa. Yeah, he's, he's like it's clear he's having so much fun as an I, actor. Totally, I actually liked De Niro's performance. To be honest, yeah, like, yeah, I did. yeah. I, I, I I liked it. It was just like you know, probably my actor brain just going in the industry, like, mm. like you know, it is there is a date to this film. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Look, I will say this, I didn't have a problem with it, but knowing I was doing the show later today, with you yeah. guys maybe see the movie and be like, well, someone's gonna like bring this up. Like yeah. it, it, like, it is noticeable that, yeah. that he's acting differently than he normally acts in yeah. a way that is not for him or like <laughs> does not feel natural. But I do, I do agree with you that he seems like he is having a lot of fun and the performance isn't like, it isn't a negative stereotype, I would say of like, it, it's not like, he does put on dresses and 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 kind of swoon around and dance and stuff. So I'm again, I'm not the person to tell whether or not that's offensive, but it's more just like he's a, it's a cool character and he's having a really fun time doing it. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. that's that's a good takeaway for it. Mm -hmm. What did you think, uh, Kai, of uh, um, the love story that ended up evolving between Vane and I feel awful because I can't remember his name. Um, Charlie, yes, Tristan. Which in the book is actually Tristrin. Oh. They changed it to Tristan in the movie because it's too difficult to say. And they did figure wow. they would know it's not like a big all that big of a deal. So they it's Tristan in the movie. Um, yes. Um, but what did you think of their love story and their character evolution between both of them? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was lovely. Yeah. I, I, I think I was a boy and a star. What's there to say? Yeah. I mean, totally. That was all <laughs> the time. For a star every once in a while. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, like the one thing was that I, I think I liked that part that I already knew that was going to happen, knowing nothing about like them just meeting and him falling on her. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So this is going to be a love story. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would say that um, I, I did like again, like I didn't really care. I mean, because I'm not a big romance person, so I was like, blah blah blah. Yeah, a plot, b plot. Let's get to the part where he's in love with her, not Victoria. Uh, that I thought it was like really weird because at the end they do this thing where they fake you out or try to fake you out by being like, even though he's fallen in love with the star. Oh, by the way, she glows when she's happy. So like she she glows a lot and she's like she's she real glow vibe. I don't know. So he leaves her after so much like his dad he fucks her or sorry he like it's assumed that he fucks her and then he leaves oh, he go totally back to his town and like leaves her with this really vague note that's like sorry i have to go find and victoria and tell her that i found my true love which is like supposed to be like assumed that if you were the guy who was reading the note you would read it in a way that inflects to assume that the star was the person that he's talking about but like you know because it's a plot device like it's implied that the Innkeeper messes it up, and so she thinks he's in love with somebody else. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. I didn't really care that much for it until the end when it said that, like, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to start crying. I don't know what's with me today. But, like, so it said that, like, 
you know, they got married and have kids and live a very long time, but everyone dies except for people. Oh my God. I'm like going to tear up who like fall in love with, or who, who are given, uh, who have, what is it? It's like they're given, they're given a star's heart or yeah. like the heart of a, oh yeah, it's people who have the heart of a star and she mm -hmm. gave hers to him. So I don't know. I'm about to get married or something because like that is just making me cry so hard today. So they don't oh, die. Okay. They just kind of become stars themselves. And that's like so beautiful. Wait, it is. I well, it's actually interesting that you say that because Matthew Vaughn, he, uh, Neil Gaiman, he was um, very, he actually had the film rights to this show. Sorry, to this movie. Nailed it. And yeah, it was it was originally um, it was I can't remember it was like I can't remember what studio it originally had it, but they never made it into a movie, and you have to do it within a so, such and such time, otherwise it goes to the original person. So mm -hmm. it went back to it, it went back to Neil Gaiman, and he ended up being in a few studios pitched him, and he's like, "I'll I'll do this movie. I'll it was like yeah, you guys can do this movie if I can pick the director." Oh, and wow, that's of, interesting. He and a bunch her? of directors, a bunch of directors came forward. Apparently, wow. Damon, he didn't mention any names specifically, but he said a bunch of well-known and not so well-known directors pitched him ideas and he didn't like any of them. Oh my God. And I see Matthew where this is going. Except yes. Matthew Vaughn. And they, they just got along famously. Because Matthew Vaughn does comic book movies. Well, he's done like The Kingsman, which is the greatest like well, that ended up being comic book that ended up coming in a few years later. Yeah. yeah. And he ended up um the thing is his Matthew Vaughn, he something he was really comfortable with is a lot of the action, a lot of the a lot of the the real heavy storyline. That's something he was really comfortable with. However, what something he was not comfortable with it was actual the um, the moments with the family, the romance aspect, and Neil Gaiman was like, "Dude, I got you. I I know exactly who you oh need." Girl Jane Goldman, girl <laughs> Jane Goldman, who ends up working with him on Kickass, Kingsman. He she was actually a screenwriter for The Woman in Black. Mm. Um, she ends up, but she's also oh wait, that's awesome. She she's worked. Uh, she ends up working with him on um, Stardust. Um, sorry, not only this movie, but a bunch of other movies. So he ended up creating this really amazing um, collaboration between Matthew Vaughn and Goldman. Let me guess. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Did she not work with him on Kingsman? Because that's my one criticism she of Kingsman. Did, she did work with him on Kingsman. Oh, because weird. Because Kingsman she has like this did, so weird she, like lack of interesting. Uh, Romance. Yeah, she worked with him in um, for she worked with him with X Men First Class, Kick mm -hmm. Ass, Stardust, X Men. Uh, sorry, uh, X, uh, Days of Future Past, mm -hmm. Kingsman Secret Secret Service, mm -hmm. <laughs> Kingsman Golden Circle. Wait, there's only two Kings. Oh, yeah, this two Kings. Really, like uh, this is a duo that clearly likes working together. And Neil Gaiman was the one to be like, "Hey, I know who you need." Working together, and, uh, working together and specifically working with comic book movies to adapt them into like a male and female writing duo is like such an interesting thing to me. I always love it when it's like showrunners like um, Jonathan Nolan and, and, and his wife. And, uh, you know, yeah. uh, when it was uh, high maintenance was, uh, you know, Ben and, and uh, Katya. And just I love it when TV shows yeah. do that. And I love it when when writers like have male and female co-writing thing because I feel like that balances out in a way that is really important. Like it's just, you know, 
you get best of, best of both worlds, not just best of male and female, but like, especially when you're talking about Matthew Vaughn, who specifically adapts comic book adaptations and comic books are, are, are graphic novels are like traditionally more male centric and focus a lot more on the, you know, the action stuff. It's really good to like that someone like Neil Gaiman can come along and be like, hey, maybe you should hire someone to handle all this stuff that's not like swashbuckling. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think, and honestly, I think it ended up, uh, regardless of how you feel about the movies, of the movies I mentioned, like Kick-Ass and Kingsman and all that good stuff, you can't deny that they've obviously created like a really interesting filmography style together that really started mm-hmm. with Stardust um, because of Neil Gaiman. The and visual style is really good. And and this movie in part together, it's, it's it's like I said earlier, you know the motivations of all the characters to get the heart of the star or the necklace or whatever the situation. Or to, like dump a girl in one night, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <gasps> they, they both father and son. What they do? Yeah, the same thing. Sex with a girl, and they just thing. leave. Them. <laughs> There's like, like right on the wall. It's like the same border town too. So like this one town yeah, is probably it's, it's, it's a weird uh, father son moment um, <laughs> that really starts here. But overall, it's he so, was hoping to forget that night forever. Man, you know we all have those nights, true. <laughs> you know what? Well, you know what I usually don't see during my version of that night, though. Like just right over mm-hmm. my forehead is uh, this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. Boom. Just straight up staring at me. Yeah. Oh <laughs> okay, Drew, I will give you 10 bazillion points if you're able to name three of those actors. Okay. I can. I can oh, actually gosh. name you. Because uh, I, I actually know it's Rupert uh, Everett's one. Uh, Mark uh, Mark Yarn or Yearn is uh, the one who's got his uh, throat slit. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, because he's like from Black, uh, sorry, he's from Green Wing and also from yeah. Space, that Simon Pegg TV show. And then the third one, we also looked up. Mm. Oh, fuck, I forgot his name, though. The third one I also looked up is the guy with the burned face because he's also been in a lot of British British comedies, but I can't remember his name. So I got two out of three. What did I, I win? I, that. I can't remember the second to last one that looks like he's might have been frozen or something mm-hmm. like that. I yeah, remember I've seen him in a whole bunch of movies. I can list like five movies he's in, but I can't. I don't think Andy Circus. Is, is that Andy Circus? I don't think so. That's not Andy Circus, no. Um, he, yeah, he's been in a handful of my favorite uh, movies growing up. Anyway, um, but. Uh, hound on the end? It might be The Hound. On the very end, I can't tell. No, it's not. That's definitely not The Hound. Um, why isn't the dad there? Is he the brothers there, but not the dad? So, Kai, I don't think you realize what you just walked into. <laughs> oh my god, I love it! I'm like, yeah. this um, well, overall, um, I, I kind of want to know from you. Um, I kind of touched on it earlier potential recasting, like you said, Drew, with Robin Williams. If this movie was made into a TV show or a movie today. Well, who would you like to see cast in some of these characters? Like I, for example, would love to see Lupita Nyong'o as the mom. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And I would want to expand her character a little bit. If we can get an origin story on her mom, Lupita Nyong'o as the mom, that would be life. Oh, I, mean, I, would, I would sort of love it if we could watch it and like there wasn't a whole storyline about her being a slave for most of her life because I feel like that's she a slave for most of her life. She she was. Mm-hmm. She was like we meet her, she's a slave of the witch. I, I well I put yeah, I pictured her as like a she became a slave like a few years before that. Fair enough. 
I just love that, like, by the way, she, as she's she only like 40 years old by the time she meets this little little thing, dad. Well, first of all, I just love how she can still hit it. Like, she's just like, yeah, I'm a slave. You can't break the spell unless you kill the witch. She's like, so he's like, why do you need me? And she's like, she just gives him a look because she's like, fuck. Not to save me. I'm looking to fuck. Hey, I'm going to be looking to die. Also, mom and dad stayed single. I mean, that he wanted to forget must have been something. You also think this apparently was the favorite daughter. And sorry to go off on a tangent, we will do recasting. But if this was the favorite daughter of the king, you would have thought that like somebody would have searched harder for her because she's seriously just on the border working for this witch her like entire her entire at least eighteen years because the kid's grown up. So unless she was caught like the day before, uh, she's been there at least like a two decades. Well, yeah, yeah they said um, they they said uh, when he was on his deathbed, he said, "Well, he's like Una, Una," and he's like, "We Una has, um, well, we haven't been able to find Una for several years, Father." Mm-hmm. Peter O'Toole. No, it's. It is Peter O'Toole, right? I've gotten that question wrong before because him and Fonda look a lot alike in their old age. The king is Peter O'Toole? Yeah, that's Peter O'Toole. That's the guy from Lawrence Arabia. Ian McKellen is the new one. Yeah, that's what I did. That's what I did. Moose is totally right. I also think this would be better as like a Netflix series or a series on stars. Like, let's just say it like Star's Dust, they could call it. And it would have a Z instead. I I, I, I I just want I just want more Neil Gaiman stuff. Mm -hmm. I can totally yeah. picture this as a mini series. Have like the Good Omen effect. Sure, sure, sure. My cat has opinions. Um, <laughs> her name is June. She's perfect. Your cat has opinion. My cat has opinions. Yes. Oh, oh I was like, not your cat's name is opinion. That'd be so cute, though. <laughs> I know what I wish I was so opinion. Cool. Oh it's my not god! A cat. It's not god. a cat. I have nothing to show other than my baby blanket here. Oh, something. Here, wait, wait, wait. Well, I'll I'll there are all of our comfort blankets. Let's be honest. Um. Okay, wait, wait. so um, okay, this one your castings though. Hi, do you have any castings you would love? No. Um, I mean, yeah, um, I mean, you know, I want to like if I'm gonna cast, I, I'm a, I'm gonna cast all Asian cast. Let's do it. Let's do it. You can do an all. You should do all Asian, all Korean casting. All, all Korean. Korean. Dude, an Asian director. Like, I would like care like who you want to direct it. it. Whatever the yeah. fuck you want. Well, Bye. I think yeah. you know. Obviously, like I was like, oh, it would be so fun to see like Sandra Oh and Michelle Pfeiffer's role. Ooh, you yes, know, like, I love that. I love very that energy. Okay. I was like, or what was about them, the crazy rich Asian mom? What's her name? I always forget that. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. Sorry. Yes. Yes. A, you know, she deserves goddess stature. Who, okay. Sandra or Michelle? Both. Okay. Both. Okay. Sandra Oh, as well as Michelle, you know. Yeah. I was in a movie with Sandra Oh. Being fucking fantastic. Wait, you were in a movie with Sandra Oh? Are you an actor? Sandra Oh and Not, Not really. My friend uh, Omar made this movie, though, called um, Catfight. It's on Netflix. And you yes. can see me. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm in a scene in that movie because my uh, friend directed it. I'm I'm in the background of the art gallery scene where they're like shouting at, at each other and they're going, no, no, no. I haven't seen it yet. I, I'm def that's definitely on my list. I'm yeah. definitely gonna watch it. Okay. Yeah. Is that yeah. So that yeah, she's awesome. I mean, and I was like worked for one day on my friend's movie, but like it, that's a Michelle. I mean, that's a that's Sandra O's story. Yes, we love. Her. I saw her in a play with a friend. When you of can, mine. when you can buy Michelle Pfeiffer and Sandra O, oh, you get Michelle Yo. That's just a name thing, but also probably true. Michelle Yo, yes, yeah. Okay, so I have to say, can I pick someone for Septimus? Mm-hmm. That's Mark Strong, right? I'm sorry. Septimus is which because all the brothers are named after numbers. All the brothers are named after numbers. The daughter being Una. There's Primus. There's Septimus. There's Quantus. Are you saying that they're all like what Transformers? That, no, that's all literal names. That their oh. name, their name is their order of their birth. Oh, Una that's funny. I thought you were just naming off Transformers. I, I've not also seen Transformers, so we gotta really fix that. Okay. So there's like Septimus, there's Septicon, there's Megatron. Optimus Prime. Yeah, okay. That's true. You're not wrong. But okay, so my K drama fangirl is coming yeah, out. Do it. Chai Yun Woo. Okay. Chai Yun Is he? I can't pronounce it. We're shit. But yeah. oh my gosh. I know. Where's he from? He's like also, like he's not somebody who I grew up with. So he's pretty new, I think. There's a reason. This doesn't always make you feel thing. However, I, I, I don't know if he could be like a, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I could picture him like as a dork, essentially. Yeah. I could be a dork. If this was a Netflix series, you could really expand like each brother because back it could the, each episode could start with a brother's backstory. So you get like yeah, a how yeah, one of the brothers how died, like house style. Like it would just be every episode opens with uh how like one of the brothers died, and it would just be like it would be relevant to like the plot somehow. And it could really, really just tie the whole thing together. God, I mm -hmm. love talking about TV. Um <laughs> I I do too. Oh mm -hmm. my god, drink. I had a I had a glass of rose and I was like it was a milkshake. Oh, <laughs> well, just, I I just have some Merlot. Oh, I love it. I was like, maybe I shouldn't drink on a live thing. Oh no, you can totally drink on live. Things. Go go get your glass of one if you want. Oh my God, should go I? ahead. Oh my God, again. I'm also gonna grab battery. But. Mm -hmm. Go go for it. You get your you get wine. Also, we demand to know which wine you're drinking. Mm -hmm. You have oh, to like okay. shout out like a brand thing. Mm -hmm. Well, she is lovely. <laughs> I just want to say thanks again, Alex, for for uh, I'll I'll take her screen off for a second. Thanks again, Alex, for for working such an awesome guest. I'm gonna have to like step my game up and like invite um, some people on. It's it just because I am obsessed with the show. Mm -hmm. I love the show so much. I think it's thing is um, my my big thing is I am always late to the American Gods party because I don't have stars. Yeah the streaming service because that is the only show on that streaming service that I would watch. And as a result, I have a harder time. I can't justify paying the price for a subscription for a new subscription. Wait, how, do you, how do you watch it? Show. You well, things, it? I, um, when I lived in St. Uh, when I lived in St. Louis, I would literally just go to my dad's house who did have it. And every other week we would have like a family dinner and I would just go over early and I would binge like three episodes at a time. 
and <laughs> and that would that would be it honestly but now i'm like going through withdrawal and i might just have to get it just for the show i uh, you you know you're kind of convincing me uh sorry we're bringing you back hey oh wait Hello. now, now, now I'm, on, wait, wait. I'm gonna like see if this works out a little bit better if i if I do this, okay. so no, no, that's uh, possibly work. Let me take my banner off and so that yeah, way we can see off. each other. Yeah, I will take the banner off. That'll be one. There we go. That's a little bit better. There we go. Um, <laughs> you know what's really sad about subscription is that they don't give actors subscription to the networks they work for. <laughs> do you not get screeners? <laughs> um, no, I did. I did actually got. I did end up getting. Uh, um. Uh, or being able to watch the episodes I were in before because I had to do certain inter interviews. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, I had to know like what was happening. That, um, that happened to me several times. I remember the funniest one was like, I interviewed Jimmy Simpson for Westworld and he hadn't you know, seen the episodes yet. So he didn't know what was going to happen to like, cause that, that shows so timey wimey focus that like, he didn't know that the character did a certain thing at a certain point in time. And like, mm -hmm. I spoiled it for him. And like, he was like really upset. Like kind of, he was like, oh man, he's like, I do that. Oh, I mean, it's kind of funny, but I think that's for every network. Like I don't, I, I've never like heard like Netflix. I think it was like Orange is the New Black. Some, one of my friend was on a Netflix show and they're like, yeah, we don't get, we would love to love to part of our, you know, contract, but I don't think that happens. So Kai, what are you drinking? No. I don't know. Jack in the Box. Vanilla milkshake. What do you got? I am drinking uh rose, Pinot Noir rose. Girl, I love me a rose. Two things. Don't knock the rose. rose. Is that like two? I don't know that much about wine. Is that two kinds of things combined? I have no idea. You know, I drink anything that has alcohol in it. I'm not gonna lie. Nice. No taste, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah now you guys make me want to drink, but I don't think I've. I've <laughs> we're gonna have a drink soon, Alex. I haven't drank because like this doesn't occur to me to drink like in my natural habitat. I'm not trying to brag about mm -hmm. how uh, it never occurs to me. I just like it. Just never the thought never crosses my mind. I should do anything besides drink diet soda and stuff with like a ton of sugar in it. Well, but, like, well it's really funny you say that, Drew, because um, I'm only well, I'm only because I'm drinking tonight. Usually, I don't drink really. Um, but, uh, uh, my husband on Saturdays he has and he has a weekly D and D session where he usually oh, is the cool. master, and he always uh, drinks <laughs> and he's usually That's so in cute the and it's 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 this thing him and his friends do every single Saturday. This is tragic, and I can't tell if it's to me or no. To it's you. not tragic. I love my. No, husband. he might be saying tragic. It's love, but he but. Because because it's a Saturday and he plays D and D, he also drinks wine while while D &D. and he and he drink, and he has a very specific bottle of wine and it's uh, it's called and he and he says hey Alex it's Josh O'Clock. Josh, wait, is it the alcohol called Josh? It's the it's the it's the it's the wine. It's called Josh O'Clock. So yeah. it's, it's 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 the worst brand name, but we really like the wine. Wait, wait is the wine called Josh O'Clock? Okay, no, it's not, but no, it, the wine is called it's, Josh. Josh. Um, I get it. It's like Joshua Tree and how that was confusing for me because I thought it was just a tree called Josh. And then I went there and it was like more than one. Okay, I got you. <laughs> that is a real story that legitimately oh. happened to me while I was in my 30s. Oh so. my God. I love, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay, so yeah, it's literally so Josh. 
Oh, it's just Josh. Um, oh, I'd say Alex Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, but he literally, he's like, we we love this brand, and it's a it's a horror, the worst name imaginable. But we really love this wine, and we actually get it by like we would get like six bottles at a time. It's kind of weird to name to name food or alcohol after humans. Like it's already weird when you name your pet Josh because you're like that's a person name. Worst name. Name your name your drink Josh is to humanize your alcohol in a way that is awful. We acknowledge it, but as a result, every time. Saturday, he drinks wine on Saturday for D and D, and he's like, "Alex, what time is it?" The font, the font of that too. Can I tell you about something? I don't know. Did the guy who make it name is Josh? Because that's some big dick. Yes. Like, um, Josh. I don't know. If I made wine, I would name it Cayenne. So I don't know why you guys. Are talking no, about. I mean, okay, but it's so, Josh um, because Josh is a dumb name. Not no yeah, offense well, to name Josh, but it's a dumb name for wine. Uh, okay, so I created my wines as a tribute to my dad, Josh. Okay, well, now I feel like an asshole. Now are founder and son. Okay, well, now I'm an asshole. Off topic here. Sorry, guys. We are getting off topic. Um, um, we are getting off topic here, but right, more importantly, um, going back to the recasting. Yeah. Specifically, like I said, I said Lupita Nyongo as mom. Um, and you guys seem to too, really love Mark Strong's character as Septimus, um, mm -hmm. as well as his brothers, the king, obviously. Who would you love to see in that role in particular? Does anyone calling out to you? I would love to see Daniel Kaluuya come into that role. Ooh, where He's is hot. I just love me He's some Daniel hot. Kaluuya. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, is there any other uh, I mean, you would love to see taking I, that wicked, sexy role? I have an idea for director, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier about who I want to do as a director. I want to see, I want to see uh, Park Chan Wook, uh, the old boy director. Oh uh, who I haven't seen. Mm. I haven't seen him do anything since. Uh, well, as the director of this show, like if he was, this was a show or something, Not I haven't it. seen him do anything since. I think Stoker, which was incredible. Uh, Stoker is so good. Um, it's a very sexy thriller with Mia Wasikowski and uh, Matthew Good. Not confident in him to direct this. That's so fantasy based. Mm -mm. Old boy is totally fantasy. Old boy has some incredible. First of all, he directs like crazy. Like, remember that hallway scene from Old Boy? Like, yeah. imagine that, but like a, a space pirate ship. You know, like that's dope. He could do that scene that that Mark Strong um, fight scene with with the voodoo doll. Like, he would mm. crush that. Like, he crushed that guy's head in with a hammer in Old Boy. Like, it would be so good. <laughs> like it will be very violent and very real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a darker turn. Oh, what about you, Kai? Uh, you know who I love. Um, oh my God, I, I, one of my favorite actors, and he knows this because I already told him. But um, there's this actor named Ken Ken Long Ken Leong. Do you know him? What's he um, from? Sounds familiar. It sounds he's really on Lost. Weird. He was He's on, on Lost. He was on. Um, oh, Miles. Oh, Miles from Lost. Yeah, Miles. He's super yes. hot. And he was on. Um, he was most recently on Industry on HBO, which I am so obsessed with him in it. I think he's so brilliant, and I wish he, he had a so good. In, he was in Saw. Like he was the he was the other detective with oh, Danny. Really? Um, with with with. Danny Glover and Saw, yeah. More importantly, he was in The Force Awakens as Admiral Satoshi. Yeah, because he's like one of the JJ guys. Yeah, so he was in Force mm -hmm. Awakens. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Wait, have you guys ever seen? Um, is this Saved by the Bell or like what is that movie? Is it's like there's this one scene <laughs> that's so iconic of him. 
I think it's with um oh god Ben Ben Stiller is it Ben Stiller and okay so the scene is keeping the faith he is yes, a karaoke he is a karaoke I'm aware I I love that movie um uh, is actually directed by Edward Norton but yeah, Ben Stiller Ben Stiller um is in it and uh, him and Edward Norton they play a priest going to a stereo store or electronic store trying to buy a karaoke machine and he's selling the karaoke. I mean, I honestly like, and I recently did a like a play reading with him, or oh. like, like we, or you know, we, we, I did it in New York in person with him, like you know, a small like table read, and then we did it on Zoom, and we put it up on, you know, a, a play per view through play per view, and um, and it was he is so good, yeah. <laughs> Like, and I, like, I even like told him so many times because he's one of my, you know, those actors where you work with and you're, yeah. I've been waiting oh. to work with you because I think you're iconic. That was me interviewing Evan Peters that one time. That I got so oh my God, Evan Peters. I love Evan Peters. Oh my God. I'm like, okay, so this um, is the last time I get to get Miles Peter, out of it. His name is Gorgeous Hot Throb Man Candy. Okay. Um, How dare you? I got to on my birthday. I got to kiss him on my birthday, and this is the last time I'm going to bring that up for like a month. I promise. What? 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 I got to kiss Evan Peters on my birthday one year. Like actually yeah. kiss him? Yeah. Like he kissed me. Like yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the comments going, he kissed her. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. He, did. he kissed me. Oh my God. Yeah, it was awesome. We're going to segue this entire podcast for a hot yeah. minute to what? Explain? Have I not told you this all? So I bring it up like every other podcast mm -hmm. I do. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's like the year was 20, like 16. I, I, I think it's yeah, 2016. Day of the week. I want to know the time of the day. Okay. I want to know the May birthday. 25th. Where it's May 25th, 2016. It's my birthday. Is it indoors? Okay. Is it outdoors? Okay, so I'll show you what indoors? he's wearing because we did a. I was doing a profile of him for um for uh X Men you Apocalypse. His outfit. Oh my yeah, goodness. so I was, well because we dressed him because uh because he we dressed him because he was doing a photo shoot with us. Oh my god! And then I set up a fake birthday party that I wasn't planning on having because I knew Evan Peters was like my biggest crush at the time because of American Horror Story. Oh so I was. But That's somebody offered me him in the interview for my birthday, so I created a fake birthday party, invited him to a Beetlejuice theme bar on the Lower East Side where that had just opened up. Um, he came, got super, super drunk on tequila, about like the whole bar tequila, was just being generally awesome. He was hanging out with my uh, little sister for most of the night and just like was off in his own corner. And then at one point he just comes up to me like halfway through the night and he's like, hey, um, do you want to make out? And then just like puts his mouth on my mouth and like I was best moment of my life but then i had to say no because my uh then husband was there my then now ex-husband wait i'm wait, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, so much oh, husband's happening. Coming, go. No. <laughs> not sorry husband's come and go however evan <laughs> peters is forever i mean who's that at the time i was like i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna pull his lips off of my lips that would be dumb i'm sorry but, there's so many questions i have I, I, like first of all this is what he was wearing. Story going public. <laughs> like, this is what he was wearing. We dressed him. Like, is this this is a live YouTube thing? Right yeah, now. yeah. If, if, if like, Emma, Robert, Emma Roberts is now married to someone else, if he wants to come at me about this, like he can, I guess. <laughs> oh my Evan, god! I love you. Call me. Oh my god! I am so obsessed with it. Okay, and then 
on top of that. Okay, and then you had a husband then, and you're. I have a husband who is now who is now famous for for being a famous TV person, like a TV TV new person, but mostly famous because he was dating an after me. He was dating a famous actress, like a very famous actress. So it's like a whole Hakuna wait, Matata thing. Okay, wait. Okay, so okay, sorry. I know this is no, this is Stardust related. I'm sure. I'm sorry. You brought it up, and I have uh -huh. to go through this. No, I brought it up so you could ask it. Okay, cool. Okay, so your husband then is not your husband now. No, he's not my husband anymore. Got it. And this husband is famous. Yes. Yeah, he's and famous. He's a, he's news famous. He's a news host. Ooh, he's a news host. Yeah, I mean, you have to just say his name because it's Googleable. His name's Ari Melber. He's like on MSNBC. He's like the 6 p.m. hour. Yeah, you can Google it. Go ahead. Yes, I'm going to. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, go ahead. And then he was dating Alexander Daddario after we divorced, and she's super famous. So that's like why. Our Ari Melber. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. So that's so that's he raps. He does rap stuff on the news. Anyway. This is all to say that when you find somebody to give your star to, be very careful, girls. It's not someone who's just going to go back over that wall the next day and try to forget that that marriage never happened. Uh, so, oh, I'm so there's so much happening. It's okay <laughs> on live <Okay>. TV. <laughs> so this is this is all real, folks. This is a hundred. I, I, I can't believe I've never I've never tried to hand, like like hand this story me. into a, something. Oh, I, I love talking about this. Mm -hmm. uh, this I, I love hearing about it. Um, I'm, I'm also out of wine, but wait. God, I could talk about uh, that story every single no day for the wine. rest of my life, and like it would be okay. So I'm you, so glad that Evan Peters. Uh, can I be honest? Out of all the people I've ever met, and I've kissed more than one celebrity, folks. I'm just saying. I'm so glad that he's the the, the horse that ended up winning the race. Like um, at this point in time, like I'm just like yes. Like when he showed up on Wandavision, I was like, finally a time for me to crack out that Evan Peters story. And just be really oh, proud of myself. Wait, he's on WandaVision. I haven't watched it yet. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Spoilers. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, I he's, he's on WandaVision. Yeah. He, uh, 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 one of our, um, one of my friends, Tiana Paris, who's on WandaVision. Oh, she, she is so fierce and she's such a good actress. Like, she mm -hmm. went to Juilliard with me and she was four years above me. And like Monica, probably, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. I'm like, I, I've been waiting so I can watch it all at once. You're, yeah. You can do that now. I mean, like you are so, I, I don't want to be that person, but like, I'm so envious of you right now because I wish I could do that whole thing without having to wait every week and be like, Oh, it's like, this going to happen. Cause like, it really was like a whole <laughs> struggle. Like every it's week. Like, so to go, Shit, it's, like, it's I honestly, I actually prefer the opposite. I actually preferred having the week in between personally, just because in between each episode, I feel like there's a lot to dive into. For the first few episodes, not so much because it's very surface level for the first for the first few. Um, but after that, oh, your heart hurts when you get to a certain point, and you'll find oh, out. It is. It's very I'm emotional. Afraid. Like I might have actively cried. I will say. I will say for some reason oh I cried God. more during the ending of Stardust than during WandaVision, but maybe I'm just, there's something wrong with me on the inside because <laughs> there's something wrong with me today. That oh, ending, no, I love it. That was. Um, well, okay. Well, like I said, well, going, okay. Going back to like actor, actors and everything. Evan Peters is love, more strong. We, do you, who would you put, would you put um, Evan Peters? Yeah. Evan Peters for every single role in this movie. 
yo actually let's gender swap this bitch yeah like evan peters is the star that falls to earth because like it's like a metaphor and i'm the person i'm like the dude and now and it's like he's a star like a literal celebrity star that fell to earth Sorry, are we just like fan casting for my brain or is this like a real thing that's happening? Yeah. Is this all I would actually gonna call me? It's whatever yeah. the fuck you this is I, I, do like, I do like the idea of gender swapping it and he can be the star. I would love for him to be the star because he is by all accounts a star. So if he if he is the star, who would be what's his face? The main the main dude, Charlie Cox's character. Like me. Henry, no. Henry. Um gosh, who do I like right now? I like I think the age is too off, but like I really like Sophia Lillis, but she, the age is way way too wonky for that I'm to happen. So you know the chick from It, but she's way too young for him. Like that would be yeah, really, that's that would be um, really weird. Yeah, she's a baby. I'm trying to think about like who else I know, like who's like kind of because he's like four years younger than me. So I'm trying to think about people that are around my age range. Who do I like? Somebody in the comments, remind me who I like again. I always have trouble with actresses. Uh, who do I like? Kai that sounds really wild. That makes it sound like I don't like female actresses, but I do. I just can't uh, remember the names uh, of any. Of them. Um, mm. Kai, would you like to play a, a star hunter? Would you you want to hunt for a star and uh, hunt for some Evan Peters action? You know what? Let's just make it Henry Henry Golding. Like uh, he's great. Like we could just make it a, a like a star cross oh, thing. It would just be too. Henry too hot Golding is my pick for James yeah. Bond. For um, after Daniel Craig, because I'm like, oh, I need oh, Asian I do like Bond right now. Henry Golding, you said? Henry Golding, Henry for Golding. I was saying for the, for the not, dude yeah. role, and there'd be two gay men in love, and that'd be cool. But mm -hmm. Florence Pugh also works. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. She's, I like she her. deserves a nice man after that midsummer. I, like, she I do kind of want less blonde white women. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, I was watching this and my husband he was actually he was actually cooking while watching this with me and he was like he was like oh that's a blonde white woman and he kept being like yeah that's another blonde white woman yeah <laughs> crazy i it is young man nicholson would have been great young man nicholson and he's like oh between these two he's like i don't know the difference between sienna miller and Kenny. yeah i mean honestly i honestly thought she's Star was the same person. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard. It, it's only because I, I grew up with my so-called life that I know that, that that's Claire Danes because she's married mm -hmm. to Hugh Dancy from Hannibal. Yes. Yeah, so. I totally thought they were the same same person, which is kind yeah. of probably not. Young mm -hmm. Mike Nicholson for for Captain Shakespeare, I would say. Like, uh, like, like if you watch Hannibal, it's young today's age. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks so much for the donation, guys. I'm seeing them come in. I'm going to be able to read them in like one second. Hold on. So I appreciate all that stuff. Let me refresh the page. Oh, I'll read through all the comments. Um, Silent Moose donated. Uh, let's see. Oh my gosh, guys, it's coming in real hot. Let's, what's he saying? Here we go. Bio Drew. To Lord Try 18 Kyle. So hi, there's a team up show with a cigar match and something. Ah, I can't read it. Ah, sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm. <laughs> what are you guys doing to me? Well, we're not, we're, we're just really trying to figure out how Evan Peters can just slip into our lives. Like yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I have his email because he emailed me. I'm sorry, what? He emailed me after I did the article, like because I wrote this article about him, and then he emailed me 
and was like, um, you wrote like really good. He was like asking permission to post this picture that my sister had drawn for my birthday on his Instagram page and then made his bio. I can't tell if this is the same thing happening right now. You need to, what does they say? Something, something bathroom? Guys, I can't read the super chat. I'm so sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. I just, I, I just had a vision of a future where, okay. So Weston Iroh, he brought something to my attention. The whole cast of Warrior in here. Okay. What if we had Tom Hardy as Captain Shakespeare? <laughs> what is going on? Guys, hold on. Let me read this. Do you know who Tom Hardy is? Kai, I do. I do. Doesn't he play the guy in one of the movies where his face is covered and he talks like yeah, this? Yeah, it's Bane. That's Bane. Bane, you play Bane, yes. Okay, so he okay, so he's a pretty beautiful piece of man candy, similarly as Evan Peters, if I do say so myself. Um, but he's definitely older. I think he's definitely much more confident. But I think I that's something I kind of wish we would see more from him is that we don't really get the chance to see him play really weird characters or play characters that are really just Marty. <sighs> yeah, we always play yeah, we always see him with the space card up. Okay. I would love to see him play against type a little bit. And so uh, you, know who would, really fun. you know who I would love if we're not going queer, if we're not going the queer route, if we're going somebody we like straight, right mm -hmm. just say weird, like, mm -hmm. you know, or make it a weird choice or your mm -hmm. own then I would say American God's Pablo, Pablo Schreiber. <laughs> I know Pablo. I like no Pablo. We used to party together no, in New York. Okay, so Pablo is amazing. I forgot he was on that show. He plays the leprechaun, right? Yeah, he's he does. fantastic. Oh my god, he's sweet. There's, he's I think there's a funny picture of me, Pablo. Sorry, now I'm becoming a name dropper. I'm becoming Garth all over again. But uh, Pablo used to come up behind me at parties, like at, at these like uh, after parties in New York, and go project like yell that like right into my ear because he always said that i talked too fast and i mumbled so like he'd always come up behind me and yell project really loudly into my ear and he's like eight feet tall hey hey girl um, actually he's a uh, six foot four he's super he's super super, super I tall i love how we're <laughs> like hearing <laughs> real <laughs> stories yeah, like, like party reporter. So I have a bunch of these. It's like, yeah, I love it. Tell us more. Tell well, us. Well, Billy, let's see, Billy Magnuson. If you guys know who he is, he was in Into the Woods. Yes. Oh my so god, he is so brilliant. He he is does. So I just want y'all to know I've another glass of wine. I have like this is three glasses. <laughs> my husband. He's husband the just best. He has a new podcast yeah. out that I'd love to plug. I, uh, let me look at the name of it. It's him and the guy from. Um, New girl, uh, Lamar, uh, what is his name? Billy. Yeah, they have a new scripted podcast that's awesome that uh, Billy did. So it's like be like Billy, me, um, and Pablo, and we used to just go around as this little party group, like to different like premiere parties in New York, because premieres are different in New York than LA. Like you could just go to if you're like a news person or if you work in the media, you can just like go to the after parties and you could just talk to people. And it's not like LA where there's like a gate between celebrities and you. Anyway. Mm, pick Wait, that name up. Yeah. D Billy um was really good in um Aladdin. Oh, he was so good in Aladdin. You know, he's I know they got a lot of flack. Huh? Yeah. He got a lot of flack because they were gonna make a spin-off about that character. And people were like, why the one white guy? Why is that one white guy in Aladdin need a spin-off? And that like sucks that sucks that, that happened and that optics look so bad. But I would have 
hella watched the show about Billy's new character from Aladdin. He plays yeah. the prince that comes in, like the goofy German prince or like- okay. Okay, you guys can be like really awesome and talk about how awesome he is and he's a lot of this other stuff, but I just want to bring to y'all's attention how hilarious has he was as a complete doofus in yeah. Game Night from oh, God. Best, best Game Night is such a great action comedy. If you have not seen Game Night, I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, I love Game Night. He after that movie, he the him and the woman that he is with uh, in that movie, what's her name? Oh my god, she's amazing from Catastrophe. She invited him to Britain because she was shooting a show that she wanted him to be in because they had such good chemistry in the in the movie in Game Night. Also a huge fan, and I would cast him in this movie of Jesse Plemons. Love him. Another great part of Game Night is the guy who plays the cop. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's his name is Mr. Dunst, actually. So yeah, Mr. Dunst. Sorry, Mr. Dunst. Uh, Matt Damon, as he used to be known when he was on Breaking Bad. Uh, I just think he could like star in anything. He'd probably play the Mark Strong character. Like he'd be like the weird kind of evil prince who's able to turn good. Or he could probably play the De Niro part. I don't know. Just put Jesse Plemons and everything. Normalize this white guy with reddish hair. He's not getting enough roles in Hollywood. Oh he's, yeah, he's definitely like a he's definitely a that one guy. He's just been in a million and one thing. Yeah. Um, guys, we've definitely got an overtime. Just want to give you a heads up. But we're just hanging out at this yeah. point. Um, I still kind of want to continue along the lines of recasting. And so in particular, so I kind of want to remind you guys of um, some of the other characters. So I, I we haven't really talked about her character all that much. I would love to hear some of you guys' uh, recasting choice for the witch, essentially. So uh, yeah, that's Jesse Plummins. But I- um, uh, That's gonna be the witch. That's Mr. Shakespeare or Captain Shakespeare. That's what I want. Actually, the witch and Captain Shakespeare. Yeah, dating, married on a set of cargo. Good. We gotta, um, we gotta venture out from white actors though. That's what I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm he, getting, that's what I'm like realizing how much my ingrained bias is just to think- Wait, wait. Like, I, 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 no, but hey, I'm like it's also like that's yeah. mostly yeah. what we- what we're used to and what we see so that's yeah. that totally makes sense like is i like i wouldn't have thought it was a weird thing if i wasn't an actress you know like the only reason i'm aware of it is because i'm an actor of color yeah like, i mean that's totally uh winston duke right wasn't he also in uh oh I'm just naming guys I think are attractive now so I hope that's not a problem okay, so winston duke you can make a religion Mm -hmm. A religion about around that. Dad. He's gonna be the first, uh, the first subject of our daddy podcast. I hope because in oh, us, yeah. like, there's, there's dad. A, I've been, I've seen entire episodes specifically just talking about that the magnificence, the mag, mm -hmm. magnificence, you know what? whatever the word is. Of I changed my Captain Shakespeare idea. Um, but yeah, I don't answer Winston, Winston Duke in that role. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. What, okay, so what about uh, um, the the witch? And also, I kind of want to know about the main character, Henry. I think his name is Henry. I feel bad. I can't remember his name. Did you say Tristan? Tristan? Oh Tristan. He's he's Tristan, Tristan, right? Yeah, that's the, that's oh. the one time I've ever been that's able to remember name over Alex. It's Tristan. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care about who plays him. If, the, if that's rude to say. Like, he's not the interesting part of the movie. The star-crossed lovers are never going to be, so to speak, are never going to be the most interesting part of the movie. So I'm kind of only interested yeah. in like recasting like the 
fun side characters. But I mean, if you're gonna give it to somebody, I mean, who's like a who's like a hot young person that we could cast? Oh wait, what's his name? Body. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Um, I can't remember his name. Oh, wait, this is so random. But can I? Can I think of? Uh, can I tell? Can I um, uh, as uh, Rick, 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 Ricky is his name. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky the, Gervais. Ricky yes, Gervais. That character. Yeah. You know yeah. who would be amazing who? is that guy from Ant Man. He's. Oh my god! Oh Michael Pena. I love yes. Michael Pena. Oh my god! So he's so brilliant. brilliant, and he would be so good. You give he him three lines. You give he, Michael Pena three lines, and he would slay. He make that. Oh my god! He says everything. Okay, yeah. we'll, ded we'll dedicate our second episode. <laughs> um, so, if somebody's playing on the comments, David Diggs would be amazing. Like, I could see David Diggs also as Captain. I'm just naming Captain Shakespeare's, but yeah. David Diggs in Hamilton. I, I just want him in everything. I just want him to be the main character in Hamilton. I I feel like he would be too old be for. Main for uh, I feel like he would be too old for Tristan's character because Tristan is meant to be in his late teens, early twenties. Yeah, but like time might work differently in their Victorian era. Like he might just be a very old thirteen, you know, like Romeo. Like that, just time might have aged them faster. Like when Orlando Bloom played Romeo on stage, and he was oh god, I remember that. That was like 2015, 2014. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I got it, y'all. I got it though. Comedy as Tristan. Who? Dev Patel. Oh. It's too, a, little, a little old, but here's the weird thing. Okay. Here's the weird thing. If I start naming yeah. actors that I think are attractive no, and below like 25, I could be. What? What? Sorry. I want to hear both of you what you guys said. Go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Thing is, Adef Patel, not only is he incredibly beautiful, like, oh, sweet Jesus, but he can pull off being dorky and he can also pull off being high. Right. Thing is, a lot of actors, um, actually, like what now well-known actors such as um, uh, Henry Cavill, Alex Pettitier, um, Zac Efron, actually auditioned. A lot of actors auditioned to be Tristan. However, Matthew Bond was like, "Nay, nay, sir, nay, nay," because he thought he he said he uh, thought these actors didn't seem dorky enough or believable enough in a dorky role. Where we we're like, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why. Oh, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed's a Med. great pick. Oh. Yes. I like him. Who's the guy from American Gods who is, um, he plays. Oh, oh, I, mean, I saw him on Twitter. I can't remember. What's the name of the actor? He, I just remember the end of the first, I remember what he did first season was his arc was he found the genie. Omid, uh, Omid, uh, my oh my god! Ever. Where he, the, where he uh, he got together with the gin? Oh, and oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Omid and Musa both, but they're amazing. Oh, uh, Musa plays uh, genie. Uh, yeah, Omid is. Oh, I remember like before I got on season two. Now we're talking about American Gods. But, yeah, let's do it. But before I got on um, season two, when I was like rewatching season one. One of my favorite favorite parts were Omid's storyline. Like I think was Omid so good. was one of. I think Omid is a. He already knows this, but I've told him millions of times. But I think he is one of the best actors ever. Like yeah, he's, he's so, phenomenal. So good. Who he's would so we put him as in this movie? Phenomenal. Like I feel like he could be a lot of characters. I feel like the only character whose name I'm, I'm remembering is Captain Shakespeare. But like he could, of course, slay that. But I feel like. 
he could he could also oh, shit. What do I do with my screen? <gasps> you know who Omid would be? Omid would be a good also like the young young dad, the first dad, and yeah, yeah. he would be a really good. Yeah. But I feel like he also has this because Omid actually has you know like a beautiful be- beautiful child. Like I feel like Omid could oh. definitely. Be. I, 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 I like this is good again this is turning into an american gods podcast that's um, so but i really want to like, include yetaid uh baraki I, i'm butchering okay. uh, who plays a uh, bilquis yeah include i just want to shove her in every single movie possible in tv show because she's beautiful one and incredibly talented and her pulling out the comedy shots as tech, as tech boy yeah. in the most recent episode was everything. Yeah, she's so good. She she's also fantastic. Oh. I, I actually would I I think uh, I was thinking like she would be a great Victoria. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. Oh my yeah. gosh, that would, that would be hilarious. Like, I would like 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 you said like the Michael Pena thing. I'd like like I'd like to do stunt casting. I hate that term, but like do some fun stunt casting with Victoria. We're making it somebody who's like she's on stage for like or on screen for like Five minutes total, I, but she walks away with the entire thing, and everyone loves her. Well, things I I want thing is with Yetide, I I, I want to see her more than five minutes. Like I want to see her for the entire thing. So I would yeah. prefer her almost as like the witch, maybe. That's like yeah. where she's obsessed with obtaining youth. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She's like, and she's like a downright, and she's just, and she's incredibly powerful and awesome and so cool. And she, I would love to see her take ownership in that. If, if I, it was a TV show, here's what would happen: the witch and Victoria would team up at some point for a B plot. Like it would be that kind of thing where, like, if this was a show, the, the stories would have to intersect a little bit more. And I could probably see Victoria, who's like marrying this boring ass Henry Cavill dude who doesn't want to like go any farther than like the next town over for the white ring, teaming up with this super powerful witch who's like offering her this devil's bargain sort of like in the movie the witch or something like where she can join the coven and have eternal youth and beauty like, yeah, it's an apprentice or something, or something. Mm-hmm. yeah the and there's checklist yeah. yeah anyway i'm just i'm at this point i'm not even fan casting i'm just saying what i would do if i was the showrunner for stardust i love it you'll hire us stars make it make it stars make it a thing you already <laughs> have the real gaming brand um, I think it's like a pretty good place. I mean, I we usually end this by doing the if we do the recasting, but I mean, I guess we can just ask this last question of does this movie hold up? We've been talking about it for an hour and thirty, so yeah, we've been here for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> like, okay, so Kai, kind of want to know from you. This was your first time. You watched this for the first time very recently, mm-hmm. and. Obviously, it was released in 2007. It was a complete box office bomb. But. Sorry, did you hear that? Yeah. What is it? What was it? My cat. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I was like, what? Anyway, sorry. Um, But I kind of want to know from you. This movie was released, obviously, over a decade ago. But does this movie hold up? What about it does or doesn't hold up? Mm. Oh, I have a whole, I have a whole thing. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, no, but go ahead, go ahead. Oh, um, I mean, yes, I do think it holds up. I think the beautiful thing about Neil's writing and Neil's stories mm-hmm. is that it, it, it is very like that time, time element that we talk about. It could be set in any time, kind of like Shakespeare. You know, mm-hmm. like it could be like adapted in many times so i think the story itself is 
is something that's very universal. It's a love story. It's a magic story. Like, you know, it's about uh, like um, mom and dad and like, you know, love and all this stuff. So I think the elements are definitely um, something that can hold up. I mean, it's the same thing we were talking about, right? Like the character mm -hmm. of the character, like the casting, like that kind of stuff, like seeing, uh, having a very, I mean, I don't think there was a person of color that I recognized. There was, there was one pirate. <laughs> I counted a pirate. Yeah, there okay. was a pirate. I definitely did not see that, but I will next time look very closely. <laughs> it, it was literally one shot of him busting through the door to uh, find wow. the captain and uh, Captain Shakespeare. I it was mean, one shot. Like that's, 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 yeah, that, to me, that is kind of like, it always blows my mind because I didn't grow up in America. So mm -hmm. kind of like that idea. I grew up in like, you know, an industry where it's all Korean cast, obviously, as well. So that's also a limitation in itself. But but so it is always shocking to kind of like have a wake up call like that. And yeah. also like, you know, um, De Niro playing uh, uh, Captain, like I... I love the idea of it and I don't, I can't, I don't want to say like, oh, that was wrong because I do not know. Like, I also think he could have been a straight man who is into wearing women's clothes, you know, like that. You know, but if, if the character is queer, like mm -hmm. I do think it's important to ha like, at, at least at this time of day, like queer people should play queer people. Yeah, like, queer people. I mean, absolutely. People. I think. I mean, it's it's difficult because it's also like the idea too that like in the writers I know. I think of this from a writing perspective, but like writers I know have have, have had this debate for a while. Of sort of like, mm -hmm. if you are a white person, can you write a black person's story? And if you are a straight person, can you write a gay person's story? And mm -hmm. I think there should be. Hey, hey, girls, come on down. I think there I should be. That Room? I think, yeah, yeah. I think that can totally happen. Like, I, I, I don't have a problem. Like, at least, like, this is on my own perspective. But like, mm -hmm. I don't have a problem. Like, a white person writing a uh, Asian character or Asian story. The importance is how much homework do you have? Like, how much and how much people are there around you who can yeah. who can inform you? I mean, there are plenty how much of influence, people, right? Yeah, there are plenty of white people who are in Korea, if they had a very specific experience in Korea and they know about it and mm -hmm. they can get help from other people, 100%. Yeah. I think that should totally, you know, it's a creative field, that's what we do. And yeah, I mean, I think that's totally right. I mean, like Danny yeah. Strong, right? If you know the actor Danny Strong, he was on Buffy, He's he's he was on Mad Men, he's a, a character actor, but he is now, or he was like the showrunner for Empire and also wrote mm -hmm. Lee Daniels, The Butler. And like, he's mm -hmm. a very small white man, but he, you know, uh, is friends with Lee Daniels is, you know, is surrounded by people of color and, you know, he's the showrunner of the show, but he is also, sorry, things were just happening really fast behind me, but you know, like, I think it's, yeah, I think it goes to how many, how much influence are you willing to accept as the person that's creating the program? Like are, if the world looks like the interior of your mind and it's surrounded by like one type of person, it's probably not going to be as good. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely I feel like it's very overall very complicated question to try to answer because unlike um because um it's I feel like we can't really compare race to say sexuality or gender just because yeah. to me sexuality as well as gender is very fluid. There's and so the representation um, matters. And, um there I mean for I mean there with 
the, the pansexuality and bisexuality and everything in between within the LGBTQ plus uh, you know um, spectrum overall. Who's to say? Sometimes it just takes one experience or many experiences for um, a person that is usually straight, but somehow this one experiences were like, you know what? Actually, I'm not. It just depends on the person, and that just opens up a whole new realm of experiences. Yeah, I think it's just all about like it's about different. I think it's about representation, but it's also about like not being. How do I say this? Not being performative. Like, so if you are going to be a straight person playing a gay person don't make it campy like don't do like just this 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 thing that's sort of just like this this you know this this stereotype but again it's hard to go back and be like judge judge it for something when in like mm-hmm. during that time period that awareness of or that wokeness whatever you want to call it wasn't quite there yet so i can't mm-hmm. blame it i would just say going forward in the future you'd hope it would be different it's it's like i just have to point this out because it's like you know i've had this conversation about like um LGBTQ being a part of like diversity. Like, because for me, like, I think for a while there was a thought, it's kind of like what Alex said. Um, mm-hmm. like, I thought of like, you know, je- like um, your sexuality is something you can, like, uh, it's not necessarily as visible as me. Yeah. Like, no one's going to be looking at me and go, oh, she's not an Asian, <laughs> you know? Like, so, so, but, but the problem is the reason I do really fight for, um, LGBTQ uh, plus people playing those roles right now is because the representation, like mm-hmm. straight people have so many, and over the years have played um, LGBTQ yeah. um, mm-hmm. characters. It doesn't work the other way around. Like well, they, they would have to be in the closet, like like you know, like Rock yeah. Hudson or something. It would exactly. literally have to be a Captain Shakespeare situation, which exactly. is, which is ironically what I think Neil Gaiman was speaking to when he wrote this character. He wrote a character that was specifically performing in one way, performing straightness. And then behind closed doors was was you know because Neil Gaiman writes incredibly queer uh, characters they're written incredibly well uh, and it's always no, done like characters that are like <laughs> pants or like androgynous or pan you know like in, in Sandman yeah, yeah. there was Desire who could switch uh, sex uh, genders and could look like a man or a woman and she was she was illust- they were illustrated differently you know d- depending on the panel and it was amazingly well done so I think he's incredibly tapped into that I think it's just harder when you get the actors to like have them perform in that way you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about representation. And I I just think like, because like, it it would be the same thing, I think, with diversity wise, like, um, like racially, like Mm -hmm. if there were as like, if there were as much quote unquote white roles, if I could play a white role, or if an Asian person or a, you know, any person of color can play any white role, Mm -hmm. then sure, it could work the other way, a white person yeah. play an Asian character, but that doesn't happen, you know? So Hollywood like- Hollywood would just be like, write a character and not be like, pretty young blonde mm-hmm. thing, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. like, so yeah. I do think right now we're in the, like, I do think it is definitely important to have LGBTQ actors be represent, yeah. like characters be represented by LGBTQ community. Yeah. I do think that's- Billy Eichner, right? Billy Eichner getting that big thing. He's he's gonna be the first ever, uh, gay man in Hollywood to be direct, or the first person ever to be directing a gay centered, like a, a, a movie that is a gay rom-com that's uh, directed by a gay man and is a big Hollywood produced finance feature. He has the, the very first one. What? He's the first? He's the first. Uh, well, not only that, but this is going to be the first ever hot, like studio backed wow. gay yeah, that's, uh, rom-com. That's yeah. It's, it's, it's a big well, deal. I mean, it's definitely uh, not only, obviously, like you said, between 
diversity, I feel like it's a very complicated subject. Yeah, we don't have to solve it tonight. We're not going to go into how complicated of a topic that is, because I feel like that's like 10 hours we can have. Just makes which what makes uh, yeah. that much more amazing American Goth because it's an incredibly diverse yeah. cast of which I love. Anyway, yeah. I, um, that, Kai, I would like I would like to see Kai back for every episode of Cinema Bias. Uh, just reminding yeah. us that like yeah that when we do this recasting. <laughs> To that we got we got to better, but also because you have been amazing to have on. Oh my god, you're so much fun! Like I'm gonna. Oh I'm, I'm going to literally get myself a star subscription just because I have not caught up in the past two seasons of American Gods because I stopped getting screeners. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. So I'm gonna I'm literally gonna go. This is my homework assignment. You can watch me. I'll tweet about it. I'm gonna go and watch the second and third season now. Because I really want to see you in it. I could be like, yeah, and then there's, there's, there's a lot in it. Like, there's a lot in it. I were on a podcast together. It was great. There's <laughs> a, a very interesting evolution between Jillian Anderson's character as media. Oh, I love her. New media, which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. And um, not necessarily, um, I don't want to say death, because death is not the right word I would use to describe oh. your, your scene with the world. Yes. Oh. Your no ascension. I'm gonna, call it, I'm gonna call it an ascension. I don't spoilers. Were an interesting experience because I don't want to call it an orgasm, but it's definitely something. Oh, along I mean, I'm just I'm so happy that I have a gift where it's just my O face. Like I've made oh it. I've made it. You'll you'll see, Drew. It's it's watching it. It's it's such. I mean, I love I love this book. I love the story. I love the idea that you're new media because, like, yeah, I love I love Jillian Anderson and I loved uh, Crispin Glover first season. What happens? Yeah. So we're gonna. Yeah, we're going to be diving out. into it. Guys, saying we're going to get updates to starting next week as far as uh, Drew's. Yeah, Drew's count me, count me on it. I, literally, by tomorrow, I will have gotten into season two. And, like, you can watch me on Twitter watch, like, every single episode of American I, I demand comments with, uh, with, Kai's, uh, with Kai's responses. I want her yeah. tagged in all the episodes. Uh, I will. I will we'll do that. <laughs> Even uh, when I'm not in the scene, can you just tag me? Yeah, I'm going yeah, to. It. I will absolutely do it. I'll be like my best friend, Kai. Says yes. That yeah. she plays in the media. That's great. I'll just name drop you like I named everyone else. Yeah, and we also got to know what drink you're going along with the episode. Oh, yeah, it's Robert. I'll be drinking Robert. <laughs> no, you're, you're not going to be drinking Robert. You're going to be drinking Evan Peters. Yeah, I'll be drinking Evan. That's right. I, 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 I could have, I could have and I chose not to. Which is I cannot up. get over that story, and I cannot. That is gonna be live. Here's, the, here's the thing: if you had a story like that, and like the whole thing was you weren't allowed to tell anyone, would it even have happened? Like, no. Like, you know, like it. You, I need to tell people that it happened, otherwise, it yeah. didn't happen. So, <laughs> you know, wow. That's uh, funny. So, Kai, where can people find you uh, besides on Stars? Uh, where can people? Obviously discover you or find yourself oh god discover me mm -hmm. like as an actor 
I know. I just I mean like your or social, anything, or like whatever you're trying to social media or oh, yeah. anything along those lines. Um, if you're involved with any any stuff coming up, anything. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, you know, I, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter, I I deleted. People think my account is um, fake because I deleted my account and then I, uh, I I didn't delete it. It got deleted and then I had to restart it. I was so, wondering if I'm tagging the right person because I was like, yeah. is this the right? Okay. Yeah. Like a couple of people from American Gods were like, um, it, like we followed you and we don't anymore. Is this like a fan account? So, mm -hmm. but that is me. I just, um, I just restarted it. So people probably have to refollow me. But I act all the time and I'm verified. So that's, that's going oh right. Oh my to the God. Oh my god, that's so fancy! But no, Instagram, no mostly Instagram on social media, I guess. Awesome. And what's your handle? Is it just your name, or is it's a it's a name and plus numbers, right? Yeah, it's at Kyan Kim two five seven. Two five seven. Let me put it yeah. in the chat. Let me put it in the chat. Uh, I, wait, I can't put it in the chat. And uh, what is uh, what are you what are you up to besides American Gods? Do you have anything coming up? Uh, you said that you had uh, a filmed production of that play. Where can we find that? Oh, oh, the the reading that that one I think is like already gone. You have to like okay. buy tickets, and but I have a movie that's out called "Take Me to T Tarzana," um, and Ooh. it's on Apple. Uh, I think you can buy it on Apple. Um, but that movie came out not that long ago, and it's a really fun movie. So, that's, that's what's out. it about? Can I ask? Can I ask? Um, yeah, it's basically about um these like friends uh, or and employees like taking down this um company that has been stealing personal information like, Ooh. like personal information and i play a girlfriend or not a girlfriend a hookup mm -hmm. of one of those friends oh that's <laughs> fun oh i'm sorry go ahead okay. i'm putting uh, her social handle in the in the chat Oh. Um, real quickly before we make like a baby and head out i do want to highlight it just a few quick super chats we didn't get a chance to get tied dive into earlier asian cast from mamma mia remake michelle yo sandra oh mina wen ken watanabe yo i love me some ken um if that's how that? i want Wait, wait. I forgot to mention one actor that I'm really into and who i did meet at a party once but i, I, I just don't know how to pronounce his name he's from dark knight uh he plays like the Hong Kong uh, business he's guy. So good. He's also on that show Marco Blacklist. Polo on Netflix. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. on Marco Polo. That's why I met him at a Marco Polo event. But uh, he was also on Blacklist for like two episodes. But he's so good. Like you remember him? He's like two lines in Dark Knight, right? Or sorry, The Dark Knight. But he's so good in it. Paycheck dude. The best mm -hmm. question ever in Schmodown IG his, uh, history was, and I, I know this was was missed by Robert, but it was how does that character die? Because it's such a like it's just a visual death, and it's like he gets burned up with the money. So mm. good. Anyway, anyway, I love it. Did I miss any other ones, Alex? Um, but yes, that is a great cast. I would love to see an all Asian cast from Mamma Mia, but also I just love me some musicals. So bring it on. And thank yeah. you so much for your donation, Christopher. Really appreciate it. Do you like musicals, Kai? I am obsessed with musicals. Me too. I yeah. We've been friends. Well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you've shared so many things. I feel like All I didn't even set it out. Like, <laughs> your favorite musical? Well, I my favorite musical, oh God, I, people are going to hate me for this. Um, I love Cats. <laughs> oh my God. 
that's the reason like i started that's like one of the first musical i saw when i was in korea when i was a kid so that's why i love it i love rent um i'm also on this um uh, a disney disney made a remake of freaky friday uh -huh. and and as a musical it was on on it was a stage version and then they also made it a movie so i'm in that movie whoa wait yes. really yes yes yeah it's very cute mm -hmm. like disney you know like this right now <laughs> what year huh um what year? Had 2019. I think. I'm gonna watch that shit later tonight. <laughs> mm. um, um, we also had another uh, donation from Chris Radwickinson again. So thank you so much for your awesome. Thank you donation. so much, Chris Radwickinson, for finding us for some reason. Um, yeah. What an awesome a human being overall. Was the husband of a Laotian woman? She enjoyed my movies, but always watched Thai movies because she wanted to see herself. Yo, fellow Thai woman, what's up? Mm -hmm. And Presentation matters, which is 100 bazillion percent true. When, yeah. when I was ever I'd go home to my mom's house or my mom and her boyfriend's house in, in Delaware, and these are like mm -hmm. two of the whitest people. Like it's in historic Newcastle, Delaware. It's like one of the first cities ever founded, uh, you know, in America because it was like right in Delaware. Uh, my mom's boyfriend, who is not woke at all, only watches specifically Korean TV though. Like he found Korean TV via Netflix and now that's his entire queue. And once you start yeah. watching the shows, it's all that gets recommended. So every, for the past few years, every time I've shown up at his house, he's been like trying to talk to me about like some Korean cop drama that came on like eight years ago. that Netflix yeah. has just recommended him. I mean, and I can't tell you how many TV shows I watch as a result of Boys Over Flowers circa 2015. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was, yes got it. Boys Over Flowers turned me on to Meteor Garden. Yes. So many Are You a Robot turned into Getting Gangnam Beauty turned into yes. so other My Sassy Girl, the movie, My Sassy Girl, the TV show where she jumps through time. I had so many movies, but that's a whole other conversation for another day so yeah. guys thank you so much for hanging out with us Wait, Alex, where can people find you yes you can find me if i can bring up the thumbnail not that yeah number. girl by oh, the way this has been one of the best episodes and i'm and we're coming up on our one year anniversary oh, and when we do, when we, do <laughs> we gotta like do a recap of this episode which is by far oh. one of my favorites that we've ever done i'm yes. so happy that makes me so happy i was so scared i was gonna be so boring oh you're so no, you're awesome it's been so much we love fun you in every single way you have <laughs> friends here at Sona bias uh, you can find me here at real underscore alex mac you can find me on there on twitter you can also find me at the cold action podcast where i do a whole bunch of schmodown stuff including a schmodown themed Bait show called Schmobates. Yeah, this is a whole a bunch of fun. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out over there. And Drew, where can we find you, your beautiful face, and your lovely dogs? Oh yeah. Uh, so this is my channel. Mm -hmm. I was forgot to say this. Please like and subscribe and comment. Although I don't do this for like the for the for the lulls uh, or for the page views or whatever. I just really like doing this and being on these shows. I do have the shows Mondays and Thursdays. The video chronic pop culture quizzes. 20 questions about one specific movie. We go really deep on like contextual questions. Uh, Kai, if there's like a movie that you think you know backwards and forwards, we'd love to have you on. Uh, oh so you can, questions. you can win some money. We put some money up on the table for it. People can donate. We just did Midsommar. I mean, now it sounds like the whitest thing ever, but yeah, we just did Midsommar because I love it. I would have annihilated you. Oh my God. Somebody, I, you are obsessed with that movie? You know that? I am movie? so obsessed with that movie. I'm what? so obsessed. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I have like a book about it. Yeah. I know. I, okay. I'm, 
uh kai so it's like we, i would love to see you on it but if you if there's any random movie any random movie look at her face because she's just not you love any <laughs> random movie that you've seen a bazillion times and you would love to come on and do a quiz about it yeah, yeah. You any movie, any movie. Harry Potter. I watch. I can rewatch. Which one? Which one? Which one? Probably all of them. I can. Okay. I read the book. <laughs> you know what? We might actually be doing a Harry Potter quiz coming up. Like oh. we, because well. we have a couple of them. So we're gonna have to invite you on. You're gonna have to be our star guest. Wow. Okay. House for you. Okay. I I would like to believe that I'm I'm Hufflepuff, but I, I people have told me I'm a Slytherin. I am a Slytherin, but she's been okay. told that she's a Ravenclaw by this one. And like, <laughs> Girl, people, oh my gosh, we're like we're best friends. <laughs> my husband, he actually makes fun of me for saying the same thing. He's like, you state, because technically I took the quiz and it says I'm a Slytherin, but he's like, yeah, I don't care what the fuck the quiz says. You're 100% Hufflepuff. <laughs> Christopher, you're right. Christopher Azkaban oh, is the best, and people who oh, don't man. think that are weird because Christopher Azkaban so, is absolutely the best. So, um, so yeah, we do that Monday. There's, I do have to say on Monday coming up, we have Iman uh, Snow uh, and Abby Corinne coming in, uh, the two big YouTubers, um, to do. Uh, gosh, what, what movie is it? We're doing. Um, oh, we're doing on Monday, uh, so come for that. That's eight p.m. Um, mm -hmm. Then I do Sundays. I do Live in the Dark with Video Drew. It's my sort of between two ferns meets like a Space Ghost kind of in character. Talk show. We just had Mara on. We're having William Bibiani mm -hmm. on on Sunday. So that's Sunday at 9 p.m. Then I write for the show that's on Peacock. Uh, if you check out the Peacock app and check out RT Essentials, uh, it's hosted by Mark Ellis, a guy you might know from the Schmodown. And I write for it. My recent episode of Best 90s Movies is up right now. So Ooh. check that out if you have Peacock. Yeah. Yes. Um, and let's, I think that's. That's it from here. No, I also participate in the movie trivia showdown as video drew with one word, all caps. So check me out on social, Patreon, all that fun stuff. Um, Kai, thanks again for coming on. This has been Kai, so much please fun. Please hang out for a little bit afterward. After we cut uh, the live yeah. broadcast, please hang out for a minute uh, for a few moments afterwards. So we can chat for a minute. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you to everyone in the chat, just hanging out and being a delight. Amber, Eric, um, you know, Christopher, you know, Western Ira, and you know, so many amazing people up in here. We're so grateful for you guys and everyone that's, uh, you know, watching this later on, watching this and just hanging out with us and chatting so much, yeah. fun movies. We're so grateful. Kai, thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you. You're amazing. Couldn't be more grateful. Thank you for watching movie, guys. And please like and subscribe because we do our best here at Cinema Bias to try to keep you entertained with all the. Evan, Evan kisses. Or Evan Peter stores you. Um, Peter next week, I need in your life. We have uh, we have some guests coming up, so we do have some special episodes coming up, including our one year anniversary, which is coming up on uh, March twenty. Oh my gosh, what day is it? It's like the. It's, it's gonna the be twenty third or twenty fourth. Twenty third or one year anniversary. Line. Where do you want to tell them what activity we're gonna be doing for that special episode, Drew? Drinking. Like I forget. More specifically, we're going to be doing a bracket breakdown and really narrowing down all the movies that we've covered on the year of Cinema Bias, our first year yeah. of Cinema Bias. So come hang out with us as we break down those brackets of all the movies that we've covered for the year. Everything from Whale Rider to Spirited Away all the way to, yes, Videodrome and Josie and the Pussycats. 
Well, you just named three of your movies and one of mine. Let me just throw some in Blue Velvet. We got some being John Malkovich. Uh, but no, thank you guys so much for joining us. We are going to cut it out here, but um, talk to you guys soon. Love you. That's weird. Never mind. Bye. Okay. <laughs>